始め Welcome to season four. Season four. Season four. Welcome to another episode of Bow Sounds, the pediatric GI podcast, the official podcast of the North American Society for Pediatric Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition, or NASPGAN. My name is Jennifer Lee, and I am joined by all three, all four, yes. wait, all three of There's... my co hosts <laughs> Peter yeah. Liu, Tariq Yep. Jason Hello. Lillman, Hello. And we are all here to welcome everyone to season four. Wow. Yes. Season four. Isn't that amazing? Who would have thought this would last more than two episodes? <laughs> and now we're at episode 50-something. Obviously, this podcast would not be anything without our amazing guests and True. support from NASPGAN. Uh, we want to yes. thank everyone who has taken the time out of their busy schedules to talk to us, answer our uh, stupid questions, and teach the community. Yes, and our listeners, too. Thank you for listening. You make this podcast amazing. Uh, we love your um, comments on Apple reviews. And without you, we would not have season four. So thanks for listening. Absolutely. And just to give you an update. So as of this recording, we are just under about 130,000 downloads. <gasps> over the course of the life of the podcast so far. And that's from across 135 countries. Wow. The listener response has blown us away. So, so keep listening, keep spreading the word, and, and thanks to everybody. So today our episode is similar to our uh, season three kickoff, and uh, we have questions, and we're, you're going to learn more about us. I'll start with the first question. Jen, cool. and for everybody. So let's start with Jen. Jen, I know you have a lot of amazing hobbies and you're very interesting. So tell us something very interesting about you. Mm, okay. So like right before this comes out, I'm actually going to run a Ragnar race. Does anyone oh. here know what this is? Oh, no. Ragnar. Uh, it's a 200 mile running relay. Oh yeah, yeah so I'm doing I have the heard about trail that. One. Yeah, and people in our division have done. Yeah, Brandon Boyle. Brandon Boyle's done it. Yeah, he's done this exact oh, one. Wow. Actually, he's been giving me a lot of tips. So when this comes out, hopefully, I will still be able to walk after yeah. doing this two hundred mile run. We will only have three hosts. <laughs> so how many people are on your relay team? There's twelve people on the team. So there's like no sleeping. You like run legs. So I'll run, and then the next person runs. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. So I do not have anything that cool. I think this came up on one podcast, but I guess not everyone knows this about me, but medicine was my second career. I was actually a clinical dietitian, uh, worked for a couple of years, actually in adult medicine. So with oh. big people. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had kind of a little bit of a, a side gig for a while before coming over to medicine. But, you know. Wow. That's, yeah. that's very interesting. I have a travel tree. <laughs> a what? A travel tree. <laughs> a travel tree? A travel what tree? Like, what? like a tree that comes with you when you travel? What? <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, or, no. Or a tree that you go up into and you consider that a trip? <laughs> no, no. I have something that looks like a tree. Uh-huh. And it has all my um, keychains, 
that mm. I bought from places oh, that I traveled that, from. That makes more sense. I love that. I thought you brought a little tree and you'd like go take a picture, go to Cancun and take a picture. <laughs> that would be so People awesome. do that with like stuffed animals or I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You know what? Someone, I, should ha- I should do that. Your tomorrow with a little bonsai tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peter. Good. Um, <laughs> Leslie and I like to travel. That's been uh, derailed by our baby, but... You know, from when we first started residency until, so in 10 years, during our training, we went to 48 countries. That's pretty cool. Wow. So we, we like to travel. You have a travel tree? We do. We collect, <laughs> we collect magnets. Oh, magnets. So every country yeah. oh, we have so a magnet. So now for me, I started with keychains, then it became magnets, then it became postcards, then it became mugs. Now it's... <laughs> Oh, I do now ornaments. Shirts. I do Christmas <laughs> ornaments. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we magnets. haven't been to that many, but we trap. We do Christmas ornaments everywhere we go. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. pull them out. They're not out all the time. So every Christmas we get to remember. Oh yeah, remember in 2010 Ooh. we went here. So tell us, starting with Peter, tell oh. us how you chose pediatric GI. Well, honestly, I like kind of explained it during my gastroparesis episode, like. Two of the biggest influence during medical school were adult GI and then pediatric GI. And I don't really like taking care of old people. So pediatric GI was kind of the default. And then I also get bored really easily. I liked surgery, but couldn't focus that long. So I like procedures, peds GI. And I like the people in peds GI. Yes. You can't take yourself too seriously. No one wears a tie. So peds GI. I wanted a good... Um, life work balance. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right now I do. Right now oh, I do. Okay. okay, good, good, good. And I want it, oh, okay. if I'm on call, to be asleep in my own bed and not have to like be in the hospital. Huh. And I love inpatient and outpatient. So I didn't want to do like just inpatient or just outpatient. And of yeah. course, I love procedures. So GI has the best mixture of all of that. It does. Less funny people. And why not talk about poop all day long, right? I tell people that I I get paid to talk about poop and be very nosy and ask them about their bowel habits. So yes. <laughs> that's why I chose Pete's GI. Um, so I, like I mentioned, I worked as a dietitian before going to med school and I actually worked on a GI general surgery floor, uh, uh, adult GI floor. And the adult gastroenterologists, they were just really amazing people. Like they were fun and interesting and the medicine was awesome. And when I went to medical school, I thought, this is it. That's what I'm, I want to do. Um, and then fell in love with pediatrics and realized that you can be silly and actually play games while you're working and you don't have to you do serious stuff, but you don't have to take yourself seriously and no one has to take you seriously. And that kind of works better for my personality. Um, and then, uh, yeah, pediatric GI got all, everything that I liked about adult GI, but everything I liked about pediatrics. And I always uh, loved procedures. So in the emergency medicine, anytime there was a chance to suture somebody or do casting, you know, th- I was all about that. And I get all of that in one package with, like everyone keeps saying, just the best people. No, wait, we don't suture. Yeah, I was like, who are you casting now? <laughs> yeah. but, no, but but I mean, no, I, I just love those kind of hand skills. Yes, yes, um, yes. 
So um, I'll just I'll just tell you mine real quick. So uh, mine's for the patients. So I'm surprised none of you said that. No, I'm just kidding. No, it really is. I actually really do. I oh, love the kidding. babies. I love the super cute babies. I love the teenagers, the procedures. I always joke that I could convince any like adolescent boy to become a pediatric GI because we tell poop jokes, we tell fart jokes, and we get to play video games, which is basically scoping. And I really had some of the best mentors. I know we got to meet one, Dennis Black. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll be interviewing a few more in the yes. future. So the question yeah. I had for all of you guys is, we had some great guests, as we always do, last season. And all of our guests have stories to share. What were some of your favorite stories from last season? So I feel like there is one, hands down, best story Probably of the entire uh, podcast. It can't be your own. No, no. <laughs> it's uh, Mark Benninghaus' story about the freaking Olympics. Right. Like, yeah. We had yeah, a guest really cool. who was an Olympian and won a bronze medal after like breaking his leg and then won the world championship in field hockey and then went back to the Olympics as a team physician. Like, how crazy is that? And he has a Wikipedia article that almost does not mention that he's a pediatric gastroenterologist and like worldwide specialist in <laughs> constipation. It's just about field hockey. Well, yeah, because How gastroenterologists don't get Wikipedia pages. Uh, Professional yeah, It's true. Do. I know. <laughs> but how awesome. That's, oh, it's incredible. Every time I think about that, it's incredible. And I love that he was, he was like doing that while he was doing his medical training and that doctors were telling him, no, you can't go to the Olympics. You have to do, you know, see kids with constipation. And, Anyways, I love that. You did both. That's yeah. my favorite story, too. So I'm going to join Peter on this one. Same. Yeah. Oh, so you got to. Yes, and. Come on, pull out your improv skills tomorrow. You got to have it. Yeah, that's my favorite story. story. What I about your idol, Dr. Dubinsky? So, well, I'm going to answer that for my next question. Oh, I want okay. her to be my best friend forever, ever, ever. All right. Well, so. Um, one story I just kind of like because it was sort of in the moment inspiration is when Dan Lerner popped her head into a procedure where a button battery was being removed. And, and because based on recent research was like, you need to use vinegar. Wow. And of course, no one had, you know, medically prepared sterile vinegar. So they went and grabbed vinegar from the cafeteria <laughs> and mixed up dilute vinegar to, you know, to, uh, to instill in this patient's esophagus. And uh, so it's just like off the cuff, evidence-based medicine, grabbing what you can, MacGyver style. Um, I, I love that story. That is, a that is story. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So this is like not a funny story necessarily, but one of the more impactful ones for me. So Elizabeth Maletti, when we did our episode on care of the LGBTQ plus patients, uh, one of the things she said that's really stuck with me is how do I even word this? Sometimes it's not just something you say, but something that is in the room or do that can really make a big impact for the patient. Mm. So whether it's wearing a badge or maybe you have a sign on the wall that's inclusive care or maybe you have a toilet that's instead of a male or a female. And so sometimes it's not actually what you say or do. So I thought it was impactful, maybe not hilarious, but something we can all take away and do every day. Yeah. Be inclusive. It's good. One of my favorite story uh, stories is Vince Mikata talking about his dog. Oh. Barking at the hawk, at the hawk <laughs> trying to protect them from the hawk. I think that was very, very funny. Dogs are the best. Yeah, yeah That's good. Okay. Next question. My question for you guys 
uh, which Tamara already alluded to. If you had to choose one guest from last season who you don't know personally to be your best friend forever, so you could have met them, but you don't like know, know them, who would it be? Hands down, Marla Dubinsky. I mean, what's not yep. to like about her? She's my idol. Okay, She's here we strong. go. she's smart she has a very amazing personality she's fashionable i mean what's not to like about her Mm. i want to be marla dubinsky when i grow up (laughs) not creepy um (laughs) you guys met Uh, right kind of you guys yeah. met up? Yes, we met during DDW and we took a selfie oh, and wow. we hugged. It was I think her voice went so high that it didn't get picked up by the microphone. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's literally no sound. Maybe her dogs are going nuts right now. <laughs> Fantastic. All well, right. That was great. Well, I finally met my idol. So Yeah, that was uh not a surprise. Awesome. Okay. Jen. Marla Dubinsky. Oh, wait, no, I can't pick the same one. <laughs> um, I think I would want to be friends with, gosh, there's so many good choices. Okay, I think it's actually going to be Vince Makata. So I don't actually know him personally. I have met him before, but he was co-fellows with one of my mentors from fellowship that I still talk to like almost on a daily basis in our group text chat huh. with like jokes and memes and GI um, my mentor is John Whitworth, and so they were co-fellows and always talked about how fun Vince was to be co-fellows with, and I just feel like we'd get along, because yeah. I get along so well with John. I also struggled with this, but if I had to pick one, I, I actually would say Rachel Rosen. Because she's a uh, mythbuster. Yeah. She's the mythbuster. We had a, we had such a fun conversation, um, and I loved it. Like she's this great, amazing person, so knowledgeable, really outgoing. And then, but also, we'll call you on stuff if yeah. what you're saying is not right. And so, the ability to do that with a smile on her face—I mean, I, I really appreciate that. So, I, I I think she'd be really fun to hang out with. Good answer. Okay, so. Like everyone else, like there's so many that I wish could be my best friend forever, but I'm going to choose one that is a little bit unusual because like I didn't actually interview her and it was a bonus episode, but Justine Turner. I felt like just like I've never met her before, but just kind of listening to her talk. Yes, partly it may have been the Australian accent, but I was like, she seems so cool. (laughs) She's just like so excited and seems really positive. And I think we get along, you know, I like that. So, yeah. Justine Turner. I'm going to choose another one. And this year, can't wait. <laughs> Can I choose another one? No. Who could you like more than Marla? One, two, Christine, Marla. Oh, Christine Lee. Christine. That's a good one too. That's what I was going to say. Christine <laughs> Lee. The same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fun fact. Did you know that she's from Lima, Ohio? What? Yeah. Uh, we need to all um, hang out. Christine Lee, when you hear us, let's go hang out. In Lima, in Ohio. All right. So maybe share a funny story or a profound story about your transition to faculty. Mm. Jen. Oh, man. So 
This isn't really like funny but or profound, but I'm just going to share it. So transitioning the faculty to me was really stressful mm-hmm. because my husband and partner is also a physician. So I just want to say this out loud for all of the listeners who are going out there who might be looking for jobs right now, that it was so stressful. I mean, that transition to faculty, trying to find a position after we were both had done nine years of training. Ugh. And wanting it to work out and having to think outside of the box to create some of the positions that we have, I just want to say, like, it was so stressful. There were even times when I even thought, oh, my gosh, am I not even going to be able to practice pediatric GI? Which, you know, I I quickly rejected that idea. But I just want to say profound because it was super, super stressful. We weren't sure if it was going to work out. And it did. So sometimes thinking outside of the box, you can end up in a place where, you know, you're happy. Um, I shared this a little bit, I guess, during our t- transition to faculty episode. But, you know, I think for me, the biggest challenge, wow, this is not funny or profound either. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just felt like uh, shortly after I began, I had like been really trying to be as active as possible in like a research academic sense. Oh, did you and say then- yes to everything? Like some of our advice from early on? Carly Lorenzo is my my oh, yeah. primary mentor, and he said, say yes, I did. But mm-hmm. honestly, it was more, um, you know, I took a clinical position, and it's hard. it was hard to balance that. You know, I had like a full clinical schedule, still trying to do like research stuff. It's just hard. So it was like, you know, I think that my wife and I both recognized that we were getting a little bit burnt out. Like, we just couldn't really imagine doing this in the long term, you know? And so we're like, we got to change something. So... Um, over the past few years, I've been cutting back on uh, some things, although probably not enough. But I think time management was a big challenge mm. and also becoming more efficient when it comes to clinical work. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like Peter. I did have an academic position, but because my academic position had you know a bit of uh, research time, education time, administrative time, I took on things in every one of those domains and I was going out and writing for grants for clinical research. And I was doing, you know, my education projects and I took on some administrative roles. And pretty quickly, I realized that I can't do all of those things well. And not all of them told a kind of consistent story about who I was as a professional. And it's taken a lot of time to unwind all of that. I've become a lot better over the last few years of rejecting things that are not part of what I see my profile being. But but that was sort of a really hard thing at the beginning was just sort of maybe losing the thread of who I wanted to be or what kind of a role I wanted to have just to feel like I needed to cover all my bases. So yeah. who is the real Jason Silverman? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Please stand up. <laughs> Please stand up. Tamara, what's yours? I know. So mine is uh, like any or the other faculty that started during my year. Um, I started right before the pandemic hit. And once lockdown was here in, in like in the world, I was in a city where I didn't know anybody. I couldn't meet my colleagues. I didn't have family. I was like in the house alone watching um, Tiger King and (laughs) Shit's Creek. But then it kind of persisted for a year and my sister got really, she's just like 
done with all my complaining. So she Googled things to do in Cincinnati. And that's like once things started to open up and she found the improv classes. And since then I started improv uh, and took all the classes. And then, and that's when everybody was vaccinated and stuff like that. And then since then I decided to have a new hobby every three months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like piano, roller skating, roller blading. Spanish. Spanish. (laughs) Spanish. Wow. I am learning Spanish right now. Yep, yep, yep. Way bien. That's really fun. Sketching. I'm going to take some sketching classes. <laughs> sketching. <laughs> that is so fun. Wow. Keeping so, it fresh. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yes. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that feeling of feeling lonely and, and the transition of fellowship, I think is pretty common, even without yeah. the pandemic. I think especially um, going to a new institution. Going to a new institution, yes. so yeah. not knowing anyone. But also when you're a fellow, you're usually in a joint fellow office yeah. where you're like always chatting with each other. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like by yourself, just hanging out. Like, am I doing the right thing? Saying yes to everything. Right. And it's like new institution, new city, uh, new position, uh, new house. Everything Everything is shut Mm -hmm. down. But it gets better. It did get better. It did get better. Yeah. Yeah, But Tamara, you also put yourself out there. Yeah, not everybody would do that. Yeah. That's true. And you went into like the deep end. Like you didn't go like (laughs) improv. I'm going to take up jogging. You're like, I'm going to. Uh, what's wrong with jogging, Jason? No, but I, I love jogging, but it's a solo thing. It's easy. You're right. just like outside. Like, like I'm going to stand on a stand in front of strangers. <laughs> it's okay. not easy. I can better move that. on before I start yelling at Jason over there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that bourbon in your cup over there? It could be. But <laughs> it's tea. Okay. Since none of us told funny or profound stories about our transition, now, share a funny or profound story about your mentors or mentees. It's actually kind of a transition faculty story, so maybe I should have used this here. But um, So, uh, Peter's future BFF, yes. um, Jean Turner, I ran into her at, uh, I think it was NASP began about uh, a year from the end of my fellowship. And I had met her a couple of times before that through other meetings and, you know, the Canadian pediatric GI community is, is quite small. And so, and she's very friendly and outgoing and positive. And she said, so Jason, what are you doing these days? Wow. And, and um, Very nice. Jason, that was a that really was good. Yeah. It takes some improv. Yeah. there for a long time. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I was telling her, you know, I'm, I'm finishing my fellowship. I'm doing my master's in medical education. And she's like, stop there. And she <laughs> immediately said, like, you have to meet our divisional director, we're looking for somebody with a focus in education. And within like two minutes, she had texted uh, Yan Quen, who's uh, who was our divisional director at the time, and dragged me across the convention floor to stand there and have a conversation with him about what I was up to. And within a month, I had my first interview here at the University of Alberta. The rest awesome. is kind of history. So uh, sometimes it is the right person, right time looking out for not only their institution's interest, but yours uh, that can really make a difference. Sponsorship. She was your sponsorship. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's awesome. Peter, what's yours? 
I have an embarrassing story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So、uh, I started as faculty, and then I realized I have no time and I can't finish my projects. So I asked、uh, four medical students to come work with me. That was one, way too many students. But It actually turned to be an awesome experience, and they're all residents now, and I, you know, they're awesome. They all had posters slash oral presentations at NASPEGAN. I think this was like 29, I don't know, 2018 or 2019,、um, while it was still in person. I was like, you guys are good. You know, I helped them book their housing and、uh, register, and then I'll print the posters out, I'll bring them, and then everything went smoothly. We're all there. But then I realized I forgot one of the posters for one of the students. <laughs> you forgot to print it out or you forgot to bring it? I printed them and I didn't bring it. It was like lying in my office. Ooh.、Oh. So it's like that afternoon, you know, whatever, like noon to one or noon to 2 30. And his name is Leon. I'm like, dude, I don't think I have your poster. <laughs> oh, I was like, I got to go to this、oh. meeting. I'm so sorry. Just go to FedEx, print out the biggest picture you can find. <laughs> And I'll pay for it, whatever it costs. So, how big was it? Like eight by 10? I'm was, just kidding. No, seriously. It was like,、uh, you know, whatever, 36 by 48 posters. And then there's his, like, <laughs> it was like two pieces of paper. Oh! <laughs>、uh, yeah, I felt really guilty. But whatever. He's an ER resident now, living、yeah. his life. Yeah. He's doing so he, awesome. It's yeah,、fine. he's like, it's- no, GI is not for me. People in GI are not reliable. I'm going to go to ER. <laughs> But I felt so bad. I mean, they're like my little, they're like my kids, you know? I was like, what the heck? How could I forget his poster? I didn't even realize till that morning. Ugh, it's horrible. It happens. It happens. Now it's a funny story. Oh, that's awesome. All right, let's have something else. <laughs> so、uh, I don't have a story, but I have like something funny about my mentor, Jeff Himes.、Mm. So everybody sees Jeff Himes as like this、uh, very big kind of person in the field, very intimidating. I'm not intimidated by him. We always joke around.、Sure. But the funny thing, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you're an attending and you're no longer in the same state, I do still call him Dr. Himes. And it's like, when are you going to stop calling me Dr. Himes? Like,、oh, I don't think that's going to ever happen. <laughs> But the funny thing about him is his emails are always full of emojis. He just <laughs> loves emojis. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and based on the emoji that he sends, you know if you're in trouble or not. <laughs> well, so we'll give us some examples. Yeah, what's the trouble emoji? Yeah. Well, the trouble emoji, I think, I can't remember right now because I haven't emailed him for a while. It's like the face with like two X's for eyes because you're dead. Or like, or like this one. <laughs> I think it's、down. like the one where like it's mad emoji. And he just sends that, only that, <laughs> nothing in the email, just that. And I'm like, oh my God, oh man, I have to work on my manuscript. <laughs> Do you remember, like, there was a whole Twitter trend about how to sign your emails with like your initials? Did you see this、yeah. a couple months ago? There was like a whole thing about professionalism and signing your emails, but doing the emoji only is like the next level of only just signing <laughs>、yeah. your emails with your initials. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would like see the emoji and freak out and be like, oh my gosh. Meanwhile, he he's like, me whoops, that was the wrong one.、Yeah. Just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, like, when you ask for a raise and you just get like the rolling on the floor laughing emoji back, <laughs> or the eye roll emoji. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. 
Um, okay. So for me, I have a lot of mentors. My favorite mentors are the ones who care about me as a whole person, not just academically or whatever. So one of my mentors from fellowship, uh, Linda Lazar, whose daughter is also a pediatric gastroenterologist. She's at UT Southwestern and Linda is in Memphis. And I'm kind of like her other daughter. So Linda, if you're listening, um, but she used to teach us how to bake, So we have made so many, like we made Bristol stool cakes where she would get like all the coloring and we would be in her kitchen and she had all the tools and she would go to all these fancy baking things and then we would just make poop themed cakes. That's (laughs) incredible. Did you eat it afterwards? Well, yeah, they were usually for division parties. So Ah. we would like, I remember there was one, it was like, howdy doody. And it was a giant emoji. And then we had like a lasso around it with a cowboy hat. And she would go out and get all of the like different colors of brown food coloring so that we could mix them together to make it more realistic. (laughs) That is so fun. But I think that's important in a mentor, right? Like when I'm a mentor for somebody, I think it's important to think about them as a whole person, Mm -hmm. not just work, you know, because we, I learned so much from her, but you know, academically, but, and, and clinically, but also how to make, you know, Bristol yeah. stool cakes. And Dr. DiLorenzo has never asked me to bake with him. Wow. I know. <laughs> it's not the same. But he did give you a cookbook <laughs> that you could purchase. And that I learned bought a cookbook from his wife. That's different. <laughs> but I have made a lot of those, including last weekend. Oh. It was very good. Was that the origin of your love for baking? You know, I don't know. It might be. There are, like it was so it was just so fun. Like Sega, my co-fellow and I, who I think is coming to NASP again this year. She's in Kentucky now and we would go to her office. It was usually just the three of us, Linda, Sega, and me, and we'd go. We'd get to use the extra icing. She like Linda had everything. She would make us the icing, all the tips, everything was super fancy. And then we brought this like cool cake to the division party. It's pretty wow. awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Three seasons in, on to the next one. What are you guys looking forward to in season four? So there are so many things we have planned that we cannot reveal. What? Because we haven't <laughs> thought of them yet. Oh. <laughs> to keep it fresh. <laughs> but uh, one thing is, um, well, I think we have at least two episodes planned with some very high-profile Surgeons? Dun, dun, dun. I think that's going to be a cool perspective that we have not. I mean, we've had non pediatric GIs on the podcast, right? Yeah. We have psychologists, we've had genetic counselors, but yes, uh, surgeons. Are we going to have let's to meet them? Like my brother. Yes, let's. Are we going to have to meet them, though, at like five in the morning? Uh, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, not I want to meet Tamara's brother, too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's Be funny. Cool he's them. funnier than I am. Did he oh. also take improv well, uh, classes? New co-host. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't need the classes. <laughs> he didn't need the classes. <laughs> but yeah, surgeons for some new topics. Obviously, there's so much over, like not overlap, but collaboration between our. Oh yeah. So sure. time to make some friends from the surgical side. Yes. Nice, uh, Tamara. Um. Just more episodes for everybody. I mean, uh, we're in collaboration with the Pete's GI chat, which I am part of. So we try to kind of uh, do episodes and GI chats along like the same topic 
I would like to put in a plug there because once you listen to the episode and you have more questions or you're like, oh, I wish they talked a little bit more about that. That's your opportunity to go and ask questions. They're usually on Thursdays at 7 Eastern time, the same week that we release Foul Sounds episodes. So I am really looking forward to that. Yeah. And I think it's cool that oftentimes the Twitter chat people are different than the podcast guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a do, yeah. new perspective. Yeah. I mean, our last yeah. chat was literally our current president and president elect. Uh, yep. Like how yep. crazy yep. is that? That's so cool. And they use a lot of gifts and they <laughs> a <laughs> lot a, of it's emojis. A GIF. GIF or GIF? It's yeah. a GIF. GIF apparently. Yeah. What? No. It's not a yeah. GIF. I think it's a GIF. I'm it's with Tamara. What? No. I'm not. I'm not like asking you guys. I'm telling you, it's a GIF. Okay, no. just, uh, let's Google it, it later. Right? It, it's up. true. I think the, the the guy that invented the format preferred GIF. Yes. But, yeah. Wait. What? Guys, I'm gonna Google it. Okay. You guys are all go. like fellow millennials ish. Yeah. yeah. You should. You guys should know this. It's a GIF. Yeah. I I prefer the sound of GIF, but it it's GIF. Yeah. Ugh, it is anyway. I don't like right. that. <laughs> All right. Jen, what are you looking forward to other than, you know, hearing a debate about GIF versus GIF? <laughs> okay. So continuing that debate in person. So we're going to all get to hang out yeah. together this week. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yep. What? That's correct. Yeah, because this is releasing on Monday before yeah. Nas began. We're all oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. traveling yeah. Fine right now. <laughs> you didn't know Nas began starts tomorrow. When's your right? Flight? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I have to do a poster and resume. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, in person. So yeah. hopefully more in person. More in person. And maybe with more in person interviews. I know. Yeah. Well, we already have a couple scheduled for yep. Florida, and so I think that's going to be really great. So future guests, you know, especially if you're in a warm climate, we may be traveling to you, not mm-hmm. for vacation, but just to no. interview you. Yes. Yeah. And then fly back home after like a week. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You guys stole all my answers. I would have said exactly the same thing. I'm really looking forward to, to hanging out with you guys in person this week, but also connecting with listeners in person. I yeah. think it's going to be really fun because we started this podcast and then... Um, you know, had a lot of, we've had most of our episodes that have come out during the pandemic and really have not had a chance to talk to people who listen to the podcast, you know, kind of in person. So that's going to be our opportunity. Um, we're going to post some details about kind of a place where we might meet up in Orlando and at NASP again, if you guys are at the conference and we'd love to have a chance to hang out and chat with people that listen to the podcast and really looking forward to that. I did order a bunch of stickers. So hopefully get, they get here in time. Otherwise we'll just have hundreds of stickers. <laughs> um, all, right. all right. So Should this we... has been fun, Yeah, but it's time to wrap this thing up with our last question. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we ask every every episode and, and also every year, what is the best advice you have received and what is your advice for the audience? This season, right? Or just total? Uh, I mean, it's like whatever we want to say. Oh, okay. My advice for the audience is find a hobby. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's a good advice and you've lived it. Right. Yeah. Just like, I mean, it gets you out of the mindset of I need to work and this is my passion. Once you uh, find something fun to do, 
it kind of you start having passion for that hobby as well. So and yeah. if it, the first hobby doesn't work, just switch to the second and third and fourth. And it doesn't need to be an expensive hobby. It can be jogging, rock collection, uh, jogging or can be a hobby. Next. Jen. Okay, Georgie Bezerra. So he gave us uh, some recommendations about a book, which I'm still oh, obsessed yeah. with. Oh, you read it. Called, um, well, I read like two chapters, but... You didn't have to say that. Oh, you yeah. read it. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Georgie. So in it, he really talks about how when you focus your work on the things that you deem essential, going back to Jason's academic profile, you can get a lot more done instead of kind of distributing work all around. And so I really wow. think it's helped me because I'm also saying no and feeling more confident about that too. And I think when I have more time and I don't feel like I'm rushed all the time, I also become a lot more passionate about my patient care. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like whenever I am in clinic and I'm seeing my patients, like, I don't know, just this week I was getting like kisses and, and these kids are like chasing me down to hug me, which, you know, in COVID, Aww, I know it's very cute. cute, but like, no kid has I wanted think to hug just, me. Yeah. I had one literally <laughs> chase me down the hallway in the Dublin clinic because she wanted to attach to my leg. It was like uh, very aw. cute, <laughs> but I was also like, you need to go back to your mom. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's a lot out of just reading the first two chapters of a book. Uh, I read the whole thing. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. That's wink, right. You wink. did. You did. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Jason. I, well, I endorse Georgie's advice and Jen's pick because Essentialism is a great book and I did finish it. And just that there's this one diagram about like a circle with lines radiating yeah. out of Obsessed it versus with that. a circle with one long line heading in one direction. Mm. And just a comparison of like, all, you know, tiny amounts of energy being spread everywhere versus a lot of energy on one thing. And the same that amount really, of energy on one thing, yeah, not right, a lot. That's right. Yeah. that's right. That's right. You know, cumulatively, uh, that you know, putting it all all towards one direction, and uh, yeah, it, it really lines up with what I've been trying harder and harder to do in in, in my career. The only other advice that I'd have, and it kind of leads to you know how I got this job, is like I always tell our trainees when they're at conferences and stuff, it, you don't have to network in some kind of slimy or greasy way where you sidle up to someone and glad hand them and say, let me tell you about myself, but just, that's uh, creepy. Is that dating? If you don't want to do what? that. Was that term but, glad handing? What did you say? Yeah. Like, ah, uh, hi, how are you? Like, like, oh, glad like, handing. oh I, I, yeah. <laughs> you heard that? Sounds bad. That uh, sound dirty. <laughs> but, but <laughs> what, what I always tell our trainees is, is, what you're supposed to be doing at conferences is just having normal conversations, like ask questions, like be curious about the other person and their work. And, you know, I really enjoyed your presentation. What led you to do that? And just to have a conversation by being curious and it'll inevitably lead to a question in return about like, well, where are you training? What are you doing? And you will stick in their memory so that when they suddenly realize, oh, I, I we kind of need someone to fill a role. You know what? I met a trainee who has an interest in that, maybe to lead somewhere. So, so you know, get to know people by being curious and asking questions. Yeah. Taking prof good. classes, it helps you a lot with that. Like the mm -hmm. confidence of going up to someone tomorrow or what? And just talking and saying what's on your mind and just asking questions. It helps a lot. It helped me a lot. Like, I'm funny right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. We all laughed. <laughs> all right. So I guess for me, okay, so this is actually advice I did get since uh, over this past season that is a little bit cryptic. So John Barnard retired mm. last spring. 
Yeah. And then one of the last things he said to me, this may be weird if he's listening to this episode, but he told me, he was like, uh, you know, be patient. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I will. And I was like, thinking about that a lot. Hmm. I was like, what did he mean by that? Like, be patient. I say, I'm pretty patient. But then I think, I don't know if this is what he meant, but the way I am interpreting it is, you don't have to do everything you want to do right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to get promoted and funded and this and that and become like whatever right away, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it's like another way of saying, okay, well, I want to do this, but maybe I'll say no because in this phase of my career, that's just not what I want to do right now. Mm. Um, so hopefully that's what he meant, but I have taken that to heart. I feel like that yeah. is uh, something that kind of opened my perspective a little bit. Um, this, this is a is- marathon, not a sprint. Right, right. This is how I was thinking about it. Like we've been sprinting so much during medical school, yeah. residency and fellowship. And this is a time to just like take a walk and a stroll in the park of GI and <laughs> sometimes running and sometimes just walking, smelling the flowers. <laughs> Milling the flower. I mean, the Cincinnati setup yeah. that you have, you guys have like a place to do that, right? Right outside of the offices? Metaphorically. <laughs> do you actually go out there? There's a flower mill outside No, there's like a courtyard in the middle with like everything. Do yeah, you, do yeah. you go out there? I no. don't because I'm always sprinting. <laughs> Wait, Jen, we have a park outside our hospital. Wait, we do? Yes. <laughs> Livingston Park. There's like literally a playground, basketball court. I've never, I've never been oh, out I've there. Oh, I've been to the playground. Oh. Not for myself, but <laughs> for the kids. Bad day, just hop on the swings and swing it all away. You know. But uh, anyways, yes, Dr. Barnard, maybe that's what you meant, but I like it. If not, tweet at us and tell us yeah. what you meant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's really more just like, hey, hold on. I'm like, I got to do this first before I come back and talk to you. But anyways, that's Thanks a wrap. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all. See you guys this week at the Symposium. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Come say hi. This coming season will be our best season ever. Bye. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Follow us on our socials. Bye. Bye.